Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 588. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I've got some very strong uh, words from the Word of God to tell you, and I can expound on it to show you the significance of it in regard to your own life and also the lives of your loved ones. And uh, so we've got that. We've got letters. I don't know whether we'll be able to read any today or not. I just go by the leading of the Lord, and I've got some music. Uh, whatever. Uh, the way that the Lord wants to lead the service and guide it, that's what I want. So, Father, I pray that you'll guide this service and that you'll guide everything that's said in it. Open hearts, open minds, open people's spirits to receive you, the Word. In Jesus' name, that their souls might be saved and that the church be strengthened and Satan be bound. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. Now, in the book of Jude, it talks about a man named Enoch. And uh, he. the Bible says that he walked with God. And because of that, the Lord took him into the kingdom of heaven. He hasn't died yet, but he will soon because it's appointed unto all men that they must eventually die. And uh, then comes the judgment. Well, the same thing happened to um, another prophet of God. Elijah was taken up in a chariot. So he had to come back in the spirit, in the spirit of John the Baptist, when Mary uh, gave the salutation to her um, relative Elizabeth, uh, the babe, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb and he was filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and also the spirit of um, Elijah at that time. And the same thing happened to a person on earth today uh, so far as Enoch is here on earth right now. And um, he is prophesying at this uh, very time. He walked with God. And here I am to sing it. This is Joe Leahy's arrangement, I'll Walk With God. When I'm near to Him, 
That also was uh, our orchestra and choir. Uh, every one of the people were um, brought to salvation through Susie and myself. And um, just to show you, they were definitely saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then they fell away, which um, I, I'm not ashamed to say it because the Bible tells it. I'm not ashamed of the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a lot of people in the world today that are false prophets. The book of Jude tells about it. And um, all throughout the Bible, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all throughout the Bible talks about these false teachers and preachers that teach, the you know, they sugarcoat the Word of God. And the Word of God is not to be, uh, there's not to be any thing that's added to it or taken away from it. It's just exactly the way uh, that it's written. Uh, so these people, you can tell that they were saved just by the way they sing. They said, I've never heard of any choir that sings uh, more uh, realistically than they do as, as so far as spiritually is concerned. And they're, uh, it's just amazing the way that God called all those people into our church. And it was such a beautiful orchestra and choir, and it was just so sad that the majority of them fell away. Uh, they liked the ones that were a little persecution. They sprung up for a while, uh, as Jesus said, how anyone can deny the scriptures of the Lord is uh, it only it can happen to people that are not really of the Lord. But these people believe the Lord, and they believe that the Antichrist was a Catholic cult and that all the major um, religions uh, that um, 
uh, have joined her are part of the Antichrist as well. And the Antichrist is people, uh, so they became the Antichrist. Actually, what they did is fell away. And the Apostle John and uh, Jude and the great prophet Enoch, which was to me uh, just the greatest prophet uh, that ever lived in the Old Testament. He um, actually foretold of uh, God uh, taking the children of Israel through the Red Sea and destroying Egypt. He tells that these two rams, he calls them, one being Moses and the other one his brother Aaron, led the sheep of God, uh, the children of God, through the Red Sea, and that God opened the Red Sea and took them across. So this prophet, this was uh, thousands of years before that happened. It was astounding. His, uh, his prophecies are absolutely astounding, and they are mentioned uh, throughout the Bible. And uh, it's just uh, sad that people... Uh, don't realize these things and how anyone could possibly deny the word of God when um, God took those people out of the land of Egypt and then destroyed all the kings. First of all, they fell away and then they all died. So God uh, took them out of Egypt and all, everyone but two died except for the young people that were born on the trip. And uh, they died because uh, they disobeyed God. And the book of uh, Jude talks about um, the disobedience. Uh, people that are in churches, they're actually devils uh, sitting in churches thinking that they're going to be forgiven. These false prophets that are in uh, uh, pulpits today are telling people uh, that, uh, oh, God just forgives everything. And that's what the Lord has put on my heart to tell the people in this world that that isn't true. And so you can see that the children of Israel, the chosen people of Israel, uh, were all wasted on the in the wilderness because that they were uh, angry at God and they um, were displeased with him and they uh, did not believe God. Those that have faith that believe the word of God shall be saved and those that doubt will be damned. So in the book of uh, Romans chapter 11 verse 22 it states, Behold, therefore the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity but uh, toward thee goodness if if thou continue in his goodness otherwise uh, you also shall be cut off which means killed there's people sitting in my church and there were some before like in that choir that you just heard in that orchestra that were saved and they thought that they were just because they were in my church that they were going to be saved and they fell away and they're not saved anymore because they what they do is they're gent a lot of them were gentiles and there were some jews in there with them but um 
They just didn't believe the Bible. Now we're going to read from the book of Jude, just a few verses. Uh, so go ahead, Sharon. Uh, we start out. So I was asking them uh, who, if they knew who uh, uh, Jude was, and they said, no, they didn't. And so I said, well, he was the brother of James. It says so. First of all, it says he was the servant of God. A servant of God. And there's so many people in the uh, churches today that they have no idea even what the servant of God means uh, to serve God. They think that God is supposed to serve them. And uh, it's just the exact opposite. God has called us to serve him. Otherwise, uh, all the, the only servants in the world are the servants of the devil. So uh, they don't mind serving the devil. Like some of those people in that choir and that orchestra stood against me, the person that led them to the Lord with my wife Susie by the Spirit of God. And uh, they stood up and gave false accusations against me and stood against me in a courtroom. Now this happened uh, to Jesus himself one of his followers that he led uh, to salvation um, stood against Jesus and sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Isn't that something? He's selling God out for a paltry sum of money. All right, let's start reading from uh, Jude. This is New Testament now, and this is... The, not agreeing with all these false teachers and prophets, but uh, that everyone in their congregation is saved and that God just loves everybody and so on and so forth. Uh, we're going to read from uh, Joshua also if we have time to show you that that isn't true, even uh, God's own people. Okay, now go ahead. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. and Yeah, that's who... Jude was, he was a servant of Jesus Christ. Do you know what that's like to be a servant of Jesus? Really a servant? All the time? All the time thinking and weighing out what people are doing in comparison to what you're doing? Are you doing that? If you're not, you're not a servant of Jesus. You're a faker. Okay, go ahead. And brother of James. Brother of James. So James was a brother of Jesus, and so was Jude. Now, back in those times, uh, his name is mentioned uh, as a uh, Judas, but not Iscariot, but uh, Judas, but it's Jude. I reckon he changed his name because he didn't want to be or have anybody mistake that he was Judas Iscariot. Then go ahead. To them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Okay, right. So sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. If you get out of the body of Christ, you're no longer preserved. Now, once saved, always saved. In other words, preservation is if you continue uh, walking in the Christ to the end. Uh, not the what you think, you know, it has nothing to do with what you think, but it is uh, if you are 
because you know the severity of God as well as the goodness, and you just uh, must, if you want to be preserved, you have to always remember that God is severe. He's not a kidder. He's not a joker. He's not kidding around with you or me or anybody else. So we have to remember the severity of God. Okay, we know the goodness. I think people um, preach the goodness to even devils. People are possessed with the devil sitting in churches thinking they're saved and they're lost. And they're never going to be forgiven because God doesn't forgive devils. All right, it's just not scriptural, folks. Okay, then go ahead. And called. Yeah, called. Okay, then what? Verse 2, mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied. Verse 3, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the Uh, faith. The the earnestly, emphasis on the word earnestly contend for the faith. You look in the... uh, your churches and see how many people are earnestly contending for the faith. This is a commandment that is very important because Jude never wrote that much, but what he's writing here is he knows is extremely important. Um, uh, why I, he said how he was very diligent to uh, write to you concerning our common salvation uh, I found um, it necessary to write to you it's a necessity it is necessary exhorting you for what this is the main thing that he says to that he was writing him for is to contend contend earnestly with vigor for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, if you're a devil sitting in the church and you say, well, I'm not, uh, I don't diligently seek for the faith, that's obvious and it shows. Did you know that? It shows. Uh, then he talks about for certain men have crept in unnoticed. Um, but you know they can they can hide themselves in my church for a while, but um, uh, sometimes a whole crop of them come in. Uh, these um, false people, certain men have crept in. People that creep uh, c- creep in are creeps. Amen? Amen. And they were unnoticed in his church who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. So they're sitting in churches, but they're condemned. And they think that they're saved because they're sitting in a church. And they think, oh, God will forgive me. It's, it's no, they're condemned. Don't you get it? Condemned means that you are condemned to hell with the devil. Condemned ungodly men who turned the power of our God into licentiousness and deny 
the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Why do they deny? What does that mean to deny? Because he's telling you that you're to diligently contend for the faith, and it just goes right over your head in one of your uh, ears and out the other. You don't do that. There's just a very few people that I see, even in my church, that earnestly are contending for the faith. Uh, but there's going to be some judgment for these false teachers. It's There's past judgment of false teachers, and there's a present judgment of them, and there's future judgment for them. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved, now he said, here's, you think you're saved now. Well, the Lord saved a lot of other people before, saved the people out of the land of Egypt. But how many of them went into the promised land, the old timers? All the old timers were uh, around 600,000 of them to three million of them fell dead. These are the chosen people of God. God killed them in the wilderness. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God, even to his own chosen people. Um, then after, afterward, destroyed those who did not believe. Hey, he says, you know, you people are going to go in there and you can uh, read the book of uh, Joshua and he'll tell you in uh, the um, eighth chapter, or you can, uh, these uh, chapter 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, it talks about 31 kings that they destroyed, the people of Israel. No one could come against them except the time in Ai when Achan sinned before the Lord and troubled Israel. And then uh, God wasn't with them. And so they, when they got rid of him, when they killed him, when they stoned him to death and then burned him, then God began blessing Israel again. So God is severe to his own chosen people. And so what do you think the Lord is going to do to a bunch of licentious people sitting in churches today that are not earnestly contending for the faith? Now, this whole message here uh, from <clears throat> Brother Jude is uh, the main thing was he's telling them that you, I thought it very necessary to write this letter to you because... Uh, you must earnestly contend for the faith, not just slouch around and go with ease. But the Bible says to be quick and powerful and to um, contend earnestly for the faith and to get things done quickly and efficiently and do everything in decency and in order to keep your soul clean and yourself clean and your property clean. Uh, so the Lord saved all these people before um, out of the land of Egypt and destroyed those who did not believe. And between 600,000 and uh, 3 million of them 
chosen people of God that he saved. So how do you get this doctrine, once saved, always saved, when the Bible doesn't say anything like this? And this right here is I'm reading out of the New Testament. Okay? So once saved, I mean, there's no, a lot of the people in these churches today are uh, demons and devils, and they've uh, snuck into the church. They've crept in unaware. And the angels, listen to this even, who did not keep their first estate uh, and or their proper dominion, God gave them dominion, but left their own habitation. He has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. So there's a great day coming, folks, and it's a judgment day, and you're going to be judged as to whether you did what the Lord was telling you to do and his prophets, such as Jude, the brother, one of the brothers of Jesus, and uh, James, one of the brothers of Jesus. And they're telling you that you have to earnestly contend for the faith. Now, just the same thing as you could tell all these kings, God told uh, the Israelites to go in and destroy them because they were destroying their children, just like you folks out there believe that it's right to follow the guidance of this Antichrist one world government. But the Bible says that the, see, they have all these government Bibles now where they tell you that the rulers of this world are the civil authorities, and that isn't true. The civil authorities, my friends, are the Antichrist. That's the Antichrist church, and the Lord doesn't want you to follow their examples because they're the exact opposite of the Lord. What it is, is they tell you it's all right to murder uh, your uh, children, they say they're not children, but they're liars because they are led by the spirit of Satan, that great red dragon the Bible tells us, and so therefore we're not supposed to believe what they say. But we're supposed to believe the gospel. And they're pushing homosexuality because they don't want any more birth uh, births to take place. And... Um, you can't really have uh, any more births with man with man and men, women with women, can you? It takes a man and a woman to have children. And they say they're, they're making up false... Um, they're putting all kinds of lies on television and radio and talking talk, talk to you about global warming and how polluted the water is and how the air is polluted and all these different things. However, it's they themselves that are polluting the water and the air. Like, for instance, they know years ago how to have electric cars, but they don't want to because their pockets are lined with money that they make from oil and other um, products that uh, produce energy. Uh, there's uh, vehicles that can go without uh, any gasoline whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, we have more gasoline, oil products in our um, land in the United States than they do over in the uh, Middle East. 
but uh, these antichrist devils have caused uh, have made laws that we can no longer uh, pump oil out of the ground or gasoline any of these things because they say it'll pollute our environment and if we have too many children it'll pollute the environment so they're the ones that are encouraging murder of children don't you worry that God is going to destroy you people by the hundreds of millions and even billions so you don't have to worry about having uh, too many babies can't you see God I mean you'd like to say that it's mother nature because you're such devils but you know very good and well it's not mother nature it's the Lord that's doing all this okay so let's continue on in the book of Jude verse 6 and the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day okay so they were once saved they were in heaven man they had it made one third of the angels in heaven which are millions of them uh, once saved and are they always saved no god that isn't god's style that isn't his word and this is the new testament telling you that that isn't true all right you have to repent and stay repented to you have to stay repented to the end of uh, your life and uh, unless you don't want to go to heaven you say you don't believe in heaven you don't believe in anything well do you believe that god sent all these uh the people of israel especially the young ones all the old ones were dead now with the exception of joshua and caleb even moses couldn't go in because he did something wrong and that's a long story so i'm not going to be able to have time enough to tell it uh, tonight this afternoon this morning whenever you're listening now um let's go to the book of joshua chapter eight and we're going to I'm going to be reading a lot from there because I want you to see, and this these are all historical facts. This is not metaphysical or some made-up stories or cleverly devised fables. It's history that the Jews uh, destroyed uh, not only the walls of Jericho, but the people of Jericho, but uh, 31 kings, and then the, up to the 13th chapter of Joshua, and then they went on, God said, you're well stricken, Joshua, you're old and you're well stricken in age, and here are some of the cities and the territories that you haven't destroyed yet, but I want you to go in there and to destroy them. Well, why? Well, the fear of God uh, was uh, in all the people, I mean, they were really scrambling around to try to uh, recruit other kings to join in with them to fight Israel, and it didn't do any good. They had five kings altogether. One, the king of Jerusalem and several other kings, four others, and uh, God sent hailstones, huge uh, hailstones down on most of them. And this is all history. Now, you know, the Vatican has uh, made government Bibles where they say the civil authorities are in charge. They're liars, uh, and they know it, and God is going to destroy them. You, I don't care how powerful the government or governments are, five major governments, 
including Jerusalem itself, came against the children of Israel. They had no lasers or atomic bombs or anything, but they utterly destroyed every one of them with the sword, and half of them were destroyed with uh, hail from heaven. God uh, bragged about it. He said he did that because they were killing, murdering their babies, and then they were also sodomizing one another, and they were defiling the actual bodies, human bodies that were made in the likeness of, in the image of God. And God hated them because they were murderers, and they didn't uh, discipline murderers by putting them to death. So the Lord said, these people are so utterly corrupt uh, that he uh, sent the Jews in there to murder them. And he wanted those Jews because they were, uh, they didn't really have ears that listened that good. So he wanted them to see what it was like to kill people to where there wasn't any of them that were breathing any longer. They had no more breath in them. And so that's what he's doing today. He's destroying whole cities and killing tens of thousands of people. He's going to show these terrorists uh, who the real terrorist is. And these people in the book of Joshua were terrorized out of their minds uh, uh, with these Jews that were coming in, and they didn't, uh, they, they just slaughtered everyone with the exception of that one time in Ai and then in chapter 8 they went in there and slaughtered the people of Ai so that's what we're going to read now we haven't read chapter 8 yet have we well let's begin and the Lord said unto Joshua fear not neither be thou dismayed okay now after you killed after you destroyed Achan the one that sinned and there's all kinds of people thousands of them sitting in churches and they're sinning like crazy and they don't care. But this one guy, Achan, uh, sinned. He took a wedge of gold and uh, some pieces of silver and a, a beautiful garment and hid it in his tent. When all that stuff was supposed to be given, uh, the the gold and the silver and the brass and the uh, and the um, Iron was supposed to be given to the priests, the ones in authority. So uh, when they found him out, they uh, they were losing in battle when they went out against the people of Ai, and um, several of them were killed. And they had never turned their backs to their enemies, but they ran. They ran because they could see that God was not with them. Well, now the Lord says, be of good cheer, have peace, that's wonderful. Now now that this guy, vengeance was upon him because he had troubled Israel and you did justice, you killed him. Now, the people that are murdering these children, they either have to be saved or God's going to kill you. And you people of the United Nations, you have to repent and stop doing what you're doing and stop pushing homosexuality and the murder of babies or God's going to grind you to powder. All right? And I am very bold to say this because I believe God just like Joshua did. Amen? Amen. Maybe even a little more because I know the whole Bible now. They didn't know it then. All right? Now, now God is saying encouraging the people there. 
to Joshua. He says, now, don't, don't worry now. I'm with you now. I'm with you now, boy. Okay? Now, go ahead and read. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai. Oh, see, when the, the day, a few days before that, they were fleeing from Ai. But now he says, okay, now you can go in there and defeat them. All right? Now, this is history, that they went in there and a heap of stones that uh, where they uh, did justice on Achan. It's still there to this very day. I saw it. It's like unbelievable. It's, uh, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. The thing is a block long. It's about 30, 40, 50 feet at one end. And it dissipates down to about maybe 10 or 12 feet at the end of the block. And it's piled high. Uh, you know, very high. And then it tapers down. It's there. All right? So this is history. Okay, you foolish people that believe these false prophets that keep going now. I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people. No, I'm, he, he said, I'm giving it. When the Lord says, I've given you these people, they hadn't killed them yet or destroyed them yet, but he said, I've given them unto you. So you can trust the Lord when he tells you something that it's going to come to pass. If you think that you can goof on God, you people, Forget about it. It won't. You're going to have, uh, have happen to you what the Lord says is going to happen to you. Okay? And you can be astonished. You can put your hand on the side of your face and say, Oh, my, and get a sad look on your face or any kind of look you want. It's not going to do you any good because God's going to wipe you out. And in the book of Judas, says a lot of these creeps have crept into the churches and are sitting there today. It's the same thing. New Testament, Old Testament. Okay, go ahead. There's the judgment of God. God's judgment, God's laws never change. Okay, except the laws of sacrificing, because now the true sacrifices come into this world around 2,000 years ago. And so that's it, folks. Okay, and then what else? I've given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people. Well, wait a minute, God. You haven't given to us yet. I said I gave Munchie. Now go out there and kill him. Kill them, God says. Now go ahead. And his city and his land. I want, you, I want you to have all the cities and the lands of... All right, then what else? Verse 2, And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou dididdest unto Jericho and her king. Only whoa, whoa, this is really something because he murdered, he, they, they slaughtered them. Amen? Amen. Well, what kind of a God is this? That's the kind of God he is. And all you people that are preaching, he's just God of love. Uh-uh. Okay, in New Testament again, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. Why are these false teachers so um, hateful towards the Word of God? Why are they preaching these things to you? Because they are servants of the devil, and they want your souls to go to hell. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell. Severity. But toward the ones that are good, um, goodness. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Okay, now before, he said they're not supposed to take any gold, silver, uh, iron, or brass. 
And this time, you can take the entire spoil, uh, cattle and everything goes to the children of Israel. Okay, then what? Levy an ambush for the city behind it. Okay, so he wants uh, to, to get around 5,000 men to put behind the city. And then another uh, maybe 5,000 in front of the city because uh, they went down into the valley so the people of Ai could see them. Because they said, ah, oh, we beat them once before. Let's go out and kill them. And so, go ahead. Verse 3, So Joshua arose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor. Yeah, 30,000. Woo. All right, now see, it wouldn't have done any good if they'd have had uh, 100,000 men out there. If they hadn't killed, if they wouldn't have pronounced judgment on that man that troubled Israel and all the people in the United States and throughout the world, God is not going to bless your country or your leaders or you people that are sinning unless you repent. Okay, because uh, there were many millions of de uh, devil-possessed angels that were cast out of heaven, and some of them are living in some of you out there. And you have to get rid of those demons, or else, uh, you know, and it's, and it's good to where people say, well, I have this demon, and uh, my demon is this, and my demon, like it's a, you know, a class uh, thing, classy thing to have demons. I can assure you, that you don't want to have any demons in you, and you're so bold to confess that. In other words, you know that if there are demons, you certainly must know that there's a Lord, and you know that Satan is the liar and his demons, and so you surely must know that the Lord is uh, the truth. He's not going to lie to you. So uh, you have to believe God in order to receive the goodness. And if you don't, you're going to realize the severity of God. Um, because God uh, will not pardon the uh, unsaved people. And so you, if you are a Christian and you sin... Uh, God will not pardon you either because he doesn't pardon any kind of sinner. That's Romans chapter 11, verse 21. Because if God will not pardon the natural branches or people, uh, you also, you Christians, will uh, also will not be pardoned if you go back into sin. Okay, this is the New Testament, folks. So that's a, you're a branch, huh? a godly branch, and then all of a sudden the Lord says, if you don't bear fruit, I'll tear your branch out. I'll rip you to pieces. Because that's my shtick. I'll read the Old Testament and read the New Testament. It's the same. God hates sin, uh, folks. Uh, so you're not, uh, we're not going to wrestle with the Word of God. We're supposed to wrestle uh, against uh, uh, uh Power, principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness uh, of this world. Amen? Amen. Against uh, armies of spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, in other words, in the air, the celestial regions 
where these armies of imps are are trying to place into your mind that there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation to those that walk not after sin, but after the Spirit. Amen? Amen. After the Holy Spirit. You have to walk after the Holy Spirit. So you must earnestly contend for the faith. Amen? Amen. So, you know, some preachers have to preach it this way. Because uh, I don't hear anyone preaching it like this. And I listen. Amen? Amen. I'm just praying, you know, maybe somebody can feed me uh, some uh, meat from the Word of God. And you hear the same things, you know, and they, they put a twist on everything that they're saying. Okay, let's continue on. Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. Verse 4. And he commanded them, saying... Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but be ye all ready. Verse 5. Yeah, don't get too far behind, because like when you see them chasing us, we're going to pretend like we're beaten and turn around and flee. And while we're doing that, we want you, I want you guys that are behind the city to come really fast after I point my sword down like this. To run in there and start burning the city down. Okay, then what? Verse now, this five. is God commanding them to do this. This is his game plan. Okay? And God has a game plan for all you phonies that are sitting in churches that think you're saved and that you can still sin. And that you think it's evil for me to put people out of the church when they sin. I'm not going to have a church like other people have churches. They're not churches. They're cults, and they're the ones that are calling me a cult of all people. Then what else? And I and all the people that are with me will approach unto the city, and it shall come to pass. When See, they... but we're going to approach to the city uh, on the front, and you're back there secretly waiting for us to, for them to leave the city to chase us. Okay, and then what else? When they come out against us, as at the first. Yeah, as at the first when Achan stole some of that stuff. Right, and then we lost. Now God said, I gave the city to you, so now we can are confident because we pronounced judgment on that weasel, Achan, and his whole family. Because when his children saw the gold wedge and the, and the silver and all, they probably danced with glee. Oh, we're richer than all the other people in the church. And the wives were saying, oh, honey, you're so intelligent. Nobody will ever miss that. But the Lord did miss it. He knew who it was. And he let them be killed, a bunch of them. Okay? There's a bunch of real sinners. The worst sinners in the world are those that are in churches that don't keep the commandments of the Lord. They're the worst. Then what? It shall come to pass when they come out against us, as at the first, that we will flee before them. Verse 6. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them away from the city. See, till, so, yeah, we have drawn we have them drawn away them. from the city. Yes, All right. of them are going to chase us. And then once they get far enough away, then I'm going to put my uh, uh, sword out there. And then all of a sudden the people from the rear are going to come in and burn the city down. Then what? Till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say, they flee before us as at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them. Verse 7. Then you shall rise up. Yeah, Joshua says, we'll flee before them. 
to lure them away from their nest. Okay, then what? Then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city, for the Lord your God will deliver it into your hands. Okay, now, the Lord God will deliver it into your hands. Now, I promise I've given you the city. Now, receive it. I'm going to give you the city. You don't have to be timid about doing what I say because I hate timidity and I hate the fearful and unbelieving that don't believe what I say. Now, you people saw all the older ones in your camp that I dropped dead out and wouldn't allow them to come into the land of milk and honey. And so you better believe me, because if you don't, all you young ones are going to die too. And I'll make sure you do, because I am God. Then what? Verse 8, And it shall be, when ye have taken the city, that <sighs> Yeah, that's right. Okay, then what? That you shall set the city on fire, According to the commandment of the Lord shall ye do. This is the commandment of the Lord. Set the city on fire. Then turn back and start running for them. And they'll look back and see their city is burning. And then both of the, all these people from Joshua, from Israel, will come and sandwich them in between and kill every blasted one of them. Why does God kill people? Because you're sinners. That's why. Why does he put disease on you? He promises you in the book of Deuteronomy and also in the book of Joshua, because uh, Joshua read the blessings and the cursings. He read that to all the people of Israel, which is also located in the book of Deuteronomy, 28th chapter. Amen? Amen. Okay, so, I mean, it just, that never goes away. And it talks about it in the book of Jude and Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all throughout the New Testament, especially the book of Revelation, too, where God is going to destroy and burn everything up. Okay, so don't get too comfortable. Okay, children. Don't get comfortable. This isn't a resort. The Lord requires the diligence uh, and diligence to seek for the faith. In other words, to believe what God is saying here. Okay, then what? See, I have commanded you. Verse 9, Joshua therefore sent them forth, and they went to lie in ambush, and abode between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged... The west side of Ai. And Joshua, in his part of the camp, went to the north. Okay, then what? But Joshua lodged that night among the people. Verse 10. And Joshua rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people. Well, wait a minute. David numbered the people and, and uh, he uh, got into trouble for that. Yeah, but he was trying to number the people for a different reason. Joshua wanted to number them too so he could divide them uh, up together to where they could uh, war properly. Then what? So there's a the difference. Then what? He and the elders of Israel before the people to Ai. Verse 11. And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between them and Ai. Verse 12. Okay, so we have to take this up uh, tomorrow. So, I mean, there is just one chapter after the other. Remember, when you just get to uh, chapter 12, there's 31 kings and territories that they just utterly destroyed. 
because there was no sin in the camp. No sin. If one of them sinned, they all going to get it. Look at all the sinners in the United States of America that are slaughtering children. Is it some 50 million a year? Why, you bunch of devils. What do you think God's going to do to you now that you know? And I'm going to keep telling you what he, how he destroyed all these people. Now, my time is up, and so... If you want to repent, you certainly can, because God doesn't wish that anyone should go to hell. But remember the severity. If you choose to go that way, he will destroy you. Now, so let's say uh, say this prayer before the Lord right now and mean it, because it's for your very soul. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to do the same for me now, because I'm going to continue to the end. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you, Jesus, the Father and Holy Spirit into my heart. Wash all my former filthy sins away in your precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, uh, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord for saving your soul. And um, uh, Sharon, um, read the King James Version Bible, the old one, not the new one. Uh, Sharon, tell them how to receive a copy of this program. Number 588, it's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Oh, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Lama saying tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of this battle, uh, that uh, spiritual battle that we the real people of the Lord are waging against the powers of darkness about uh, and against ignorance in this world regarding spiritual matters. And here I am to sing for you um, uh, the Battle of Armageddon. That's what this is, the Battle of Armageddon. There's a mighty battle coming and it's well now on its way. It'll be fought at Armageddon, oh, it'll be a sad, sad day. In the book of Revelation, verse in chapter 16, say, They'll be gathered their great armies for the battle on that day. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Armageddon, there'll be trials and tribulations, there'll be sorrow and despair. But he said, be not your trouble, Life will be eternal when you dwell with Him at last. Turn the pages of your Bible in St. Matthew, you will see. Start with chapter 24, read from 
one to thirty-three. In the Savior's blessed word, he spake on earth, he prophesied, and he spoke of that great battle, and it's coming by and by. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Armageddon, there'll be trials and tribulation, there'll be Come to pass, and your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at last. There'll be nation against nation, there'll be wars and wars and wars, there'll be great signs in heaven in the sun, the moon, and the stars. Oh, the hearts of men shall fail them. Battle of all.